time it is it's time for another episode of the jungle gyms podcast it's the holiday season and boy do i have a treat for you jingle bells jingle bells jingle all the way did i just get christmas crashed fun is to ride in a one One horse horse open sleigh hey Oh! <laughs> hey, hey, Shroom! Happy holidays, buddy! Happy holidays to you too. It has been a long time coming. It, I am so glad to be here. It really, dude. I'm really glad to have you here. It has been a long time coming. I'm glad we did this. So, everyone, if you're out there, look, I just Christmas crashed the actual podcast. So you got to get on WBN social media and see what they've been up here uh, at Jungle Gyms today. But Shroom, you and I have known each other. I, I don't want to say how really how long because it'll make us feel weird about it. But it's been like 15 years. Has it been? Yeah. I, I, I cut that EP in like 2008. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because the first time that we met, um, where... Where was it exactly? Dude, I, it was it was in I think it's like the corner by like Rookwood Commons there, okay. right? It was a shell. St- I think it was a shell station. Maybe yeah. it'd be, it was a gas station. And I was doing it a, doing a doing gig a, for yeah. WEBN. Yeah, you were promoting, and they had you promoting like the state. The place had chicken sandwiches or something. <laughs> and I just remember I just come I'd like I just come from the gym, and I was like, hell yeah, I want a chicken sandwich. And I was like, I don't know who this guy is yet. And then you talked. I was like, oh, sh- that's true. I know that voice. You know, it was an iconic moment. Man, it it really was, and, and little did I know at the time, I don't know what advice I gave you, I'm trying to remember, but whatever advice I gave you, it must have worked, because <laughs> here you are, this is mind-blowing, I am so proud of you, man, Thanks, to dude. be able to do this podcast, the, the Jungle Gyms podcast, this is just so cool. You're the perfect person for this. Thanks, dude. What I did really I tell it. you? <laughs> yeah, right? Well, you know, at the time, well, look, I, I always like to tell everybody you know, being here in the Midwest and having big aspirations was a little tough back then, right? We were talking about just how even like the radio world has changed where it was like, there was no visual coverage. It was just your voice. And we knew yep. you by voice, right? Um, and as things evolved, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I knew I wanted to be a hit, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but I just remember I just cut this EP and we were just chatting about music in the parking lot. Uh, and I, I, funny enough, I read the email the other day to myself. I went and looked it up. I still have it. Oh, uh, yeah. And we were just talking about music because around that time, I think this is when you were still doing you're singing reaper yep that's and right all that throws me back my metal band reaper dude, yeah. it, i remember being like oh damn shroom's got a killer voice uh, i was thanks. just like that's a dude and I, I was like it was supremely my alley right yeah. and i just cut the zp and i you know i didn't know and i was trying to do the music thing for a long right. time i just remember sending you a cut and you were very very enthusiastic yeah. about the song i'd written i was just like yep. oh Okay, let's do this. And you gave me some airtime at a time yep. when, you look, to be serious, at a time when I wasn't anything special, you took a chance on a kid at a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> and I got some great airplay. And I'll never get, you were like, and, and so in the email, one of the last things you go, hey man, check WBN.com in like an hour. And I was like, okay. Now, again, this is like pre-smartphone <laughs> era. So we're, I'm at like 
Mount Adams Pavilion later on some other project I'm doing, and we're trying to pull it up there. And then there's a picture of me and my then band right on. It was like, WBN supports locals. Check out the press club. Anyway, it was that yes. little bit of encouragement, truly, that I needed at a time from somebody that was in your position, and I can't, I won't cry on air ever. Uh, but no, <laughs> unless somebody's paying me a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> but no, dude, you gave me that encouragement I really needed and your enthusiasm, and you've always been a really good supporter of like the local scene, and you're just genuinely enthusiastic and excited i love it about you dude yay <laughs> well you know it's it's a fun job and look you're welcome i i mean i i i'm I, i'm i'm speechless really i mean i don't even know what to say i mean it it makes me feel proud to to do what i do and that you know that i did inspire you you know i that's that's crazy and, and, you and here you do. are yeah, man well you are such a a down-to-earth cool dude yourself and Thanks. i and and, and, and multi-talented, I mean, with being able to, you know, be a musician, you can sing, you can, you know, you're, you're musical, you, you know, you obviously can do this. Um, the stuff that you do in your, your TV commercials you're doing are, are fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, I man. mean, I am just genuinely so proud of you. What you have done, Mark. Thanks, man. Keep it up. And I, I know there's something, dude, this isn't the end for you. This is just the beginning for Mark because... I know that there's something coming. There's going to be, you're going to be like that, that flow, the, uh, you know, they're going to score a gig like that too. You know, that, that's going to be a huge, huge endorsement for something. I, I, I don't know. So. It's coming. You are that, you know, you're, <laughs> you got that special personality Thanks, to make dude. it happen. So I really appreciate that, man. I, oh, well, Hey, look, it's charcuterie time, right? <laughs> we should at least plug that. It was like, listen, everybody, it's holiday season. So Shroom and I were Shroom yeah. Cuterie. Um, mm. But we're like, oh, you can make your own charcuterie board at the charcuterie deli. Or we even have pre-made ones. That was pretty exciting. Yeah. I don't know what to try in here. I thought I would try something. I don't know. I'm not a big olive guy. Okay. Oh, I like olives. Okay, yeah, cool. I got some olives, olives over on this side. All right. Uh, I was going to uh, ask while we were doing this, yeah. though. I'm going to try one of these first, I All think. Right. Um, First off, we have the these are the four cleanest hands in the okay, Midwest yeah. for sure. <laughs> That's right. I uh -huh. might have one more, but she's not here today. Uh, seriously, I lovingly uh, refer to us as the Surgeon Generals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. How long have you been doing the radio thing? You started young, didn't you? Okay, yeah, I was uh, 15 years old when I started at a radio station in Salina, Ohio, mm -hmm. WKKI, K94 FM, the sports voice of choice. They were also, their other slogan was, the past, present, future's best, <laughs> K94 FM. And, you know, I'm, I'm this 15-year-old kid. I, I worked on the weekends. I got a board op Reds games. Mm -hmm. And then anytime, like, the Reds weren't on and I had a chance to go live, of course I'm going live. You know, I'm going through the CDs on the wall, you know. <laughs> like I, 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 you know, it was just, to think that I started at 15, I'm 42 now. Yeah. And this is really the only job that I've ever had. You know, I did go to college, graduated from college and all that, but I always, you know, I, I always just loved radio. I mean, I love music, so that's kind of what got me into it sure. in the first place. But, but it's a trip to be born and raised in Ohio and to not have to bounce all over the country like a lot of radio DJs have to to get to a radio station as legendary as WEBN. So, you know, I'm now, it's almost 18-ish years with WEBN. I've worked for uh, iHeart back when it was Clear Channel for, it was like 20, I'm coming up on 23 years already. That's amazing. Uh, with one company, solid run. I mean, yeah. that's something that really is kind of unheard of in my business. So For real. I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of that. And, you know, I'm grateful to... To uh, the company, I you know I yeah. am for you know keeping me aboard. I'm grateful for the family, the Guaneri family who hired me when I was a 15 year old kid. They got it all going. You know I still stay in touch with them, and um, yeah, it just you, 
to, to figure out what you want to do at 15 years old, I remember walking into that radio station, Mark. Yeah. That was a, a high school friend of mine. He is, uh, you know, we were in choir class together. I found out he did a Sunday morning show, like 6 a.m. in the morning. And uh, I said, man, can I come in and like watch you sometime? I said, sure. So I had my dad drive me to the radio station because I'm 15, couldn't even drive yet. Right. 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning. I go up the steps to the radio station. I turn the corner. Here is Jeff sitting behind the board, his stack of CDs. He's talking in that microphone. And I'll tell you what, man, it was that exact moment that I looked at him and I was, I, I get the chills, dude, just thinking about it. I knew at that very moment when I was 15, that's what I want to do the rest of my life. That's so cool. And here I am, 42 years old, still doing it, man. And and what I love <laughs> about you so much is how genuine your enthusiasm is for for both just what you're doing for WBN and for iHeart. I mean, and iHeart's been really great to us here on Jungle Gym's podcast and everything. You know, obviously, I'll shout out you, uh, John John over there at, oh, you yeah. know, at Kiss. I mean, He's like, great. I love John John. Dude, they're just, you guys have really <laughs> cultivated a lot of excellent talent. You know what I mean? You do, look, it was really nice when I started this up and everybody from there like reached out and were really cool about like, Hey, congratulations on the gig. If we can do anything to help. I was like, yeah, all right. I'm going to get that on the iHeart app because I know we broadcast a podcast on there too. Yep. So I it's mean, very cool. The, the iHeart radio, you know, just how they, they switched to that name, iHeart radio. And then they created an app that it, it's pretty mind blowing. If you think about it, that my company creates the iHeart radio app mm -hmm. and technically there's, I mean, our, our competitors are even on this app if you want to yeah. listen to them. That's how, that's how big this app is. I, mean, I don't know. It's kind of mind-boggling, really. It really is. No, it's, it's so cool, though. Like, I mean, mm. it's crazy to think about. And, and then the podcast. I mean, podcasts are huge. You jumped aboard right at the beginning of when this, what you know, the perfect time yeah. to do a podcast. Oh, yeah. It's crazy to think back, well, when this all kicked off, because I think you were maybe one of the few people I told early on because I was like, well, he understands the industry. He won't ruin my career. <laughs> He's done the exact opposite the entire time for me so far. Uh, and it was crazy to think about because it was. It was that thing why I joked earlier. You and I were both pretty adamant about not leaving the house during 2020 and even yep. 21. And yeah. this was like the first time outside of when Pepsi floated a paycheck to me for that yeah. commercial. But it was like the first time I'd left the house. And so, you know, I mean, again, building this up. And I remember at the end of 2021 being like, uh-oh, I got to go in finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you got to see all the people shopping, you know, around jungle gyms. <laughs> I, this is such a... Uh, a cool place. I mean, there is no other, I can't think of another uh, grocery store like it. I mean, people obviously come from all over to come to Jungle Gyms. I brought my kids here. Yeah. I mean, this is just such a neat place. And your selection of, I got to say, yeah. of, of beverages. I mean, holy cow, it's insane. And as someone who we've talked about this before, you know, I've been sober from alcohol for 15, coming on almost 16 years Congratulations. now. Congratulations. Thanks. And, and through the years, there's been more and more different you know, choices and jungle gyms. I'm grateful for places like this that have a massive selection of NA beers. You know, yeah. when I started, stopped drinking, you know, regular beer back in the day, I mean, all those years ago, there wasn't a lot of choices. No. So to have those choices now, it is great. So thanks to jungle gyms for carrying all these. This is uh, the urban artifact 
seedless strawberry non-alcoholic <laughs> fruit tart. And it is delicious. It's good, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I fridged those up intentionally knowing that you were coming in today. I was like, you just do. in case, or at least I thought you were coming anyway. Thank you. So. You're like, one of these days, Shroom will be here for the podcast. That's right. I'll be prepared. <laughs> oh. They've been in there for the two years I've been here. It's like one day. No. Yeah. They, uh, but that was a new up. one. And I, I honestly, I really liked them too. They, uh, there's a mango flavor too. I did, uh, it reminded me a little, it's like, a, it's like a fresh soda. It yeah. tastes like a soda somebody cared about for I, me. Right, I can, <laughs> and you know, it, I see it has 0.5% alcohol by volume in it, which I'm totally fine with, you know, to each their own. I mean, there's sure. some people that wouldn't even drink an NA beer. Sure. Um, and, and, you know, I totally understand that. Me, it's just, you know, I can I can pound NA beers and not feel guilty about it, even if there's 0.5% right. in it. I mean, I'd have, to, I'd have to literally probably bong, like, what, eight of these or something to get, like, a full of <laughs> right, yeah, like, oh, but he said 2%. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I feel fine with it. Um, and, you know, I, I like the taste of, beer i really do yeah. so obviously a bit too much and that's why i stopped drinking <laughs> because i do like beer i really do and alcohol in general and unfortunately it's like once i get going i, I try to stop many times but once i you start get going and it's just i'm i'm off and running man yeah. there's no stopping next thing you know i'm stripping off things articles of clothing running yeah. around yeah, we'll just, you know. See, I don't even have an excuse for it. I've just been doing it. Yeah. And people keep hiring me for some right. reason. I don't know what's going on. Right. I'm like, oh. Uh-huh. Is this a pro who's the who's the problem on now? You know? right. You'll go bathe in a, a bowl of chili, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, that Listen, was I'm inviting you for the hot tub next time. We're going to get a much bigger oh. one. But I want to get every every important voice in the city in the hot tub with me. Oh, that so, would be a fun broadcast. Yeah, you got to do that. And I will definitely be a part of that. Count awesome. me in. I, uh, you know, it was funny. Sarah was here earlier. I, and she's, by the way, so great. A great addition yep. to the WBN family now, too. Sarah, love you. Thanks for all the love as well. Uh, but no, she was pitching, doing something in the pool out front. And I've been, yeah. every year I've been here, I'm like, we got to do a Jungle Gym's pool party. So maybe this is the year... We, maybe there's some sort of collaboration. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd be down with that. The pool party, a hot tub party. You know, really, any party at Jungle Gym sounds good to me. This place is a party. I mean, just look at it. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's nuts. There's nothing like it. I love it. Well, dude, I'm so glad you came in and did this with Man. me. Man. You made my day. That, You've made a lot of Look, I mean, I, I not to harp on it again, but seriously, at a time when there weren't a lot of interesting jobs out there right <laughs> you know where it was like you had the interesting job i was like how do i get on that guy's level i mean that was right? really how i thought uh but you really did something very important for me which was gave me the encouragement to keep going at a time when a lot of people didn't even really understand what i was trying to do with my life you know what yeah. i mean well man i i'm just glad i was able to inspire you in any way that i did i mean it you know it means a lot to hear you say that so yeah man keep i keep doing it i think you've probably done it for a lot of people yeah uh, I guess, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I appreciate your humility. I don't really, uh, I just, I don't always think about it, you know. I'm just kind of doing this job that really isn't a job and hoping I never have to work a real day in my life. And that's too much. Isn't this crazy? It's I so mean, crazy. I, I, really, we're living the dream. It's, it's nuts. And I feel so blessed True. to have had this career as long as I have. And, and you're going, you know, you're, you're doing the same thing. I mean, this is a trip to look around here and and know that they, Jungle Gyms, they built this studio for you, my friend. This is crazy. Me I mean, they based it all around you. You you have, I got it, this rug is nuts. Okay, bring this it out. Rug. I mean, what the heck? I don't have a rug like this. Well, we can get this you one. This is nuts. I mean, 
Dude, I'm blown away. This is I, a whole nother level. Well, see, that was made because I was just like, I'm going to go in and control when people walk all over me. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't. That's, I would step over that. I no. wouldn't dare step on your face. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, man. What a good time. I, gotta, I have to come back in and, and hang with you. This hey, is anytime. so much fun. And I got to have you come in. And be on WEBN to be a part of my show. Let yeah. me know, dude. Whenever. I'm always happy to be there. So I mean, thanks for everything you do, dude. Truly. Hey. We appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you. Thanks, Keep buddy. following your dreams. I will. Keep making me proud, Mark. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Just think of the shenanigans in the future when it keeps getting weirder. <laughs> you know you're on that short list. I'm mm. definitely, I, you know, everyone's like, don't forget where you came from. I was like, right. well, I'm not anywhere yet, but I promise I'll remember. <laughs> uh, now they have proof too, so. All right. That's awesome, man. <laughs> All right, anything fun coming up at EBN that we should be aware of or anything you want us to follow you on? Oh, man. Well, there's always stuff going on at EBN. Yeah. WEBN.com. Make sure you follow, you can go to the website. I mean, follow us on uh, the Facebook. We're on all the social media. You can just search for, you know, 1027 WEBN. We're the FM home of the Cincinnati Bengals. We have the Kid Chris show in the morning, you know, uh, with Sarah Lease. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, is a great addition, as you said. I mean, um, Nudge is a good buddy of mine. I want to oh. plug him real quick. Yeah, he Nudge hosts, is awesome. You know, Nudge, I know you've known him. He hosts our, he does overnights, but he also hosts our local show on WEBN, Native Noise, which we've done for decades, playing local musicians like yourself. And yeah. So, you know, WEBN's a heritage since a heritage station across the country, and it's just an honor to be a part of it. I love Cincinnati, and I love working for WEBN, man. It's That's a dream so cool. come true, dude. It's so nice to hear. Look, I mean, I think people think we have cool jobs already, but it's like you can you genuinely feel it in these <laughs> moments where we're just like, yeah, dude, this is so yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. We came around today and made weird videos in a grocery store. What a strange <laughs> life, you know? Oh, yeah, right. Oh. I know. I, which you'll see as well on the WEBN socials. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun shooting those here. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, definitely <laughs> check those out, too. Again, thanks so much for coming out, buddy. All right. Hey. What, what do you what do you say? Can we get a uh, cheers and maybe can we do a ribbit together? Cheers. Let's do it. Ready? Yep. Ribbit. <laughs> Go rock yourself. W E B N. Shroom, thanks for coming out. Looking forward to being high atop Frog's Mound as well. <laughs> all right, look, that was a nice little surprise for all of you that watching the show, right? Uh, that was so cool. I, you know, I love a genuine, enthusiastic person. And it's my job to turn you all on to other really cool people here. So I'm gonna keep eating the charcuterie board. But I want to introduce you to Hannah here. Hannah owns her own construction and remodeling company. Uh, I think the coolest part, and you know, I don't want to spoil the interview, but uh, she professionally rides electric unicycles, amongst other things. She's a very cool person, has been lauded with awards locally, and she is killing it. She's in her mid-20s. It's insane. Let's introduce you to Hannah, shall we? So is the on air, officially. on yes. air sign on out there? <laughs> Nobody ever paid attention to it. That was like one of our first I, things. I noticed it as soon as I got here. I went, I hope that he makes sure that's on when we come <laughs> in here. I've already noticed a couple of people sh going by like on their, with their buggy. Looking. Just looking through, they're like, what are they doing in there? Yeah, what are they doing? I love that. I don't know. What are we doing here? Hi, Hannah, by the Hi, way. Hi, <laughs> hello. I'm Hannah. Thanks for having me on. I've been really looking forward to this. Yeah, likewise. Uh, give us the, give us the rundown. Who are you? Why are you in my office? So uh, my name is Hannah Wells, and I am local to Cincinnati, born and raised. 
Um, primarily, I spend a lot of my time uh, in this city specifically uh, running my construction company. Cool. So uh, I have a really it's it's home remodeling uh, business and it's called Rep General Contracting. Cool. Um, been in business for a little over four years now, and um, we specialize in real estate redevelopment. So I am taking these homes that a lot of which in this area in particular uh, were built around the 1990s. Mm-hmm. So in Westchester, Liberty Township, sure. and surrounding areas, a lot of those homes were builder homes that were um, that were built in the the late to early 90s, early 2000s, and they're all kind of reaching a point collectively where they're going, wow, this gold trim in our bathrooms and these <laughs> oak cabinets have got to go. Um, and so I, you know, cue Hannah, I've stepped in now and that's what we specialize in. Mostly kitchens and bathroom remodels, but we do everything from decks to concretes to additions. So that's amazing. Um, yeah. And I love it. I love what I do. Being a woman in this industry has been a challenge, but it has been one that I have definitely taken head on. I, I absolutely Absolutely love it. So well, and you're also really young too. I am 25 years old. It's so. amazing. So by the way, yeah. congratulations on all Thank your success. You, you deserve it. Thank obviously, you. we yeah. love a hard worker. Yes, absolutely. Know. And I, I've made uh, this career has has become my passion. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily something that I thought that I was going to go into when I was a little girl. And you fill out the form, and they ask you, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" You know, I wanted to be an actress and a singer and a teacher and an attorney and a and a doctor. And it changed over the years. Um, but I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And yeah. this kind of fell into my lap. Um, I had a pretty early start in life. Mm -hmm. So I had a pretty non-traditional upbringing and I spent some time in foster care. I moved out on my own very early. So I was pushed into adulthood uh, at the ripe age of 16 years old, Um, got my first place, started working. And my first job was actually for a roofing company. So yeah, so I worked for a roofing company company local to Harrison. Um, I did that for about a year and then I moved into property management. And then I worked for another large construction outfit in Cincinnati. Um, And from there, I just knew that this was going to be my niche. And I I was really good at it. So I picked it up and I threw my heart into it, my heart and soul into it. And I think with anything, nobody is born good at things. Oh, no, You know what I mean? Nobody's born an expert in flat roofing or anything like that. Uh, But if you put your all (laughs) into it. That'd be so weird. Dude, he's only four years old, but you should see the way he lays tile. Exactly, right. Maybe I will have you. Right. Uh, (laughs) Um, So I I just threw threw everything into it and it's it's been really awesome. Um, I can't take all the credit. I have an awesome team. Of course. um, Under me that helps make this dream happen. Uh, But we're still small. We've got seven people on our team. So, and we're remodeling kitchens and baths and everything all over the city. So we make it happen. It's incredible. You know, you said something a second ago. It's really funny. I was talking to a friend of mine today and, uh, and it was somebody I haven't talked to in a while. It's funny. So you mentioned the actor thing, but, uh, he was talking to me just about his passions and creativity. And the thing he brought up at some point was like, you know, growing up, I just thought if you were passionate enough about something, it would happen. And he goes, and I'm unfortunately starting to realize that there's a few more things that you have to do. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but, but it's like, I think the, I think really the equation is something like passion plus work ethic or just yeah. showing up. Well, we, you, yeah. you know what? You actually told a great story about meeting Jungle for the first time. I did, yeah. I, I think we should lean into that a little bit so, because that'll tie into my point here. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of my first jobs, it wasn't my very first, but uh, one of them was actually working here at Jungle Gyms um, at 17 years old. Now, I will just let you guys know in advance, that did not last. Um, I was <laughs> gone after about two weeks. I did not get fired, uh, but I did quit. Sorry, Jungle. Um, and uh, 
I just could not memorize all the produce. It just got a little too overwhelming. (laughs) But Jungle was uh, walking around in the produce section and he was checking out the produce. And um, I remember somebody who worked here telling me, oh, you know, Jungle's in the building. He's here. And I thought, oh, great. You know, the my instinct, uh, the type of person that I am is I need to go meet him. I want to go meet the owner my second day on the job and shake his hand at 17 years old. And so I did. I walked up to him and I said, oh, you know, I'm so happy to be here. It's nice to meet you. My name's Hannah. Um, And I'm I'm glad to be here, but I just want to let you know, I'm going to start my own company one day. And it just might be your company that I take over. <laughs> just joking. And he, you know, he he laughed at that and I, I went back to work. Um, but Which I, is crazy now that you are the owner of the building. Yeah, yeah, right. No, in, in case you guys didn't know, I'm yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Jungle Jim at this point. Um, no, but I, I definitely have never been afraid to kind of jump into that um, pool of uncomfortability because I feel firmly that uncomfortability breeds growth. Oh, absolutely. Um, so that's kind of been my motto. And I think kind of circling back to what you said about you need passion and you need a few other things. And I think one of the biggest things that not enough people touch on is you really have to have a sense of humility. Um, In any business, like I said, nobody is born an expert in anything that they do. So you have to suck at it at first. You got to go in and you got to suck and you're probably going to suck for a little while. Um, But consistency and a sense of humility when you do make mistakes and you show an eagerness to learn is what's going to help you grow. Oh, absolutely. People get in their head too much. You know, they, they try something, they fail and they go, I'm not good at this. Um, But the reality is that you can get good at anything as long as you're consistent. Yeah. Uh, I think people get, you, they touch on the embarrassment thing too. Was there anything for you that helped you overcome that or I look at myself yeah. and I go, for me, it's just, I'm, I'm just like, turn the gas up a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, I'm afraid of this. Just go. Yeah, <laughs> That's sure. You can't overthink of it. Um, so for me, I, I think that this, this circles back to my upbringing a mm-hmm. little bit. So I, most of my adolescence and my childhood, I was put in very uncomfortable situations. Sure. Um, and although that was really unfortunate at the time, um, that pressure created the young woman that I am today. Yeah. So feeling, un- it was more just experiencing the uncomfortability constantly. And I think as I became an adult and I really started to explore the impact of my childhood and my adolescence and how it made me into who I am today, I realized that there is a lot of power in just putting yourself in those uncomfortable positions. So for instance, for me, like I have never had a desire to jump out of an airplane. Right. I hate heights. I'm not a big fan. They're one of my biggest fears, but I've thought about it more recently because my husband has mentioned multiple times that he wants to go skydiving. And although it terrifies me, <laughs> I've, I've now all of a sudden I've started to like think about this in my head. How would I do it? And I know that I would get up there and I would force myself to jump out. Like there would be no question. You just right. have to do it. Yeah. So I think that that's the big thing is knowing it's going to be uncomfortable, accepting that this yeah. is not going to be easy. This is going to be weird, but the sooner that you jump into it, the better off you'll be. The sooner it'll be over with, and then right. the next time it's going to be a lot easier. Well, it was like we were joking so. about the sampling foods and other things. Where you're yeah, just like, this is a speck. Yeah, the, it, this is one one grain of sand in the beach that is your life. You'll Absolutely. never remember it necessarily. Yeah. You'll never remember the bad part of it. Sure, right? sure. I, it's so beautiful. I I just see that so often 
in both the creative space. I see it a lot in my personal life where people are really, they really struggle with that first part where they're just like, yeah. I'm just going to be bad at this. And you're like, well, you don't really have to be. And like, sure. you said it so well, it is consistency. Look, I always think of this quote from a cartoon where he's like, yeah. sucking at something's the first step to being sort of good at something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, it's, it's like true. the most real thing you could ever hear. And no, it's, yeah. And I think it's important to admit that, you know, and jumping into this industry, because I am still young, um, I am, I would say that this home remodeling and real estate redevelopment in a whole is a dying trade. Um, People, young people like me are not going into this industry. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of the people who are in this industry have decades and decades of experience. So I like to tell people I took a crash course on construction because I had to make a lot of mistakes. Um, And so I was fortunate enough that I had a lot of clients that gave me grace. And that was tied directly to the humility that I had and demonstrated when I did make a mistake um, I showed them that I had a level of integrity that prompted them to give me that grace. You know, right. hey, I maybe I didn't set this tile like, you know, I really wanted to. I would like an opportunity to take it down and to redo it. And that happened when I first started a couple of times. You know, I had to go back and I had to fix things. But that's the the big thing in life. And I think that that applies to not only whatever business venture you go into, but the relationships, personal relationships that you have mm-hmm. is just owning up to it and asking for an opportunity to make it right. And nine times out of 10, people are going to let you. Yeah. You know what I mean? The biggest issue that people have these days with contractors are uh, contractors are unwilling to fix their mistakes or they see something right. and they're, you know, they, they have a terrible rep. I mean, I have to say my competition makes it pretty easy on me to get a lot of work in the city <laughs> because there's just, there's a different approach that I've taken in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, you know, I, I was told when I first started, cause I love to mentor people. Once again, putting myself in those uncomfortable positions. I can't tell you how many times I met with a 50 year old, uh, contractor, right. you know, for lunch randomly one day and said, Hey, I want to learn about what you do. Right. And they told me the two biggest roles were, uh, don't make friends with your clients and do not give them design consult. So, um, I do both now <laughs> when you are working in somebody's home for four months at a right. time, you know, doing in a super extensive project and you, you meet their children and their pets and their yeah. everybody, you know, and you know, the names, like you by know, heart their names. At, yeah. yeah, yeah. You mean, walk yeah. through the door and you're being greeted. I right. mean, you, you have to develop a friendship with them. I would want somebody that I really trust to be the one working in my home. Um, And then the design aspect of it, you know, I, I, like I said, I had a lot of interactions with these disgruntled contractors that said, you know, I will never tell somebody what color paint to pick or what color grout to pick or what I think is going to look good because it always bites you in the butt. Right. And, um, I thought, well, you must be doing something wrong because most of these people come to me and they go, Hannah, I have no idea what to do with this space. Like I need something, I need some sort of insight. So kind of tying those together has been really beneficial. Well, I'd also wager that there's a level of like emotional intensity intelligence that comes with that too, where you can probably read the room a little bit to know, all right, this is somebody who I can be way more forthcoming with like, here are some ideas I have versus someone who's like, I need your help, but they maybe have an idea that they just can't uh, verbalize or express somehow, you know what I mean? Like, and, but I think that again, comes back to, this is just something you learn along the way. So it's like, yeah, I get it. No. And it's funny that reading the room is like directly tied to childhood trauma. You, when you go, when you deal with those situations, uh, when you're younger and this is, Mm -hmm. this is how you empower yourself as an adult to take those experiences that were unfortunate and make, um, 
create create something beautiful out of them. Right. I have a lot of really awesome uh, tools that I can use in life now because of those things. So yeah. as a child, you know, I, I had learned to pick up on people's reactions and how, you know, how to read a room really well. And nowadays I can walk into, you know, somebody's home and, and pick up on social cues very, very quickly. Sure. Um, and I, I think that it gives me the ability to connect with people on a deeper level too. You know, yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not like a, a surface level type of person. I mean, I am an open book when I meet you, right. what you see is what you get. And I prefer it that way. It's a lot easier to keep up with that than to put on an act. So right. it's helpful. And when you're working in people's homes, I mean, let's face it, you're dealing with two of the most emotionally um, tied areas of their life. So you're dealing with their money and their house. Right. Um, and there's a lot of emotion in both of those. Yeah, so like, these are the two things I feel most safe around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And so you have to develop a, a trust and connection with those people. And you can't be afraid to do that. You know, if you if you don't get the job or you're, you know, rejected in some form, you know, there's always going to be another opportunity. Right. But I think that it sets us apart. I have no regrets in that. Uh, and since I'll show you guys our logo. So oh, yeah, it's time. Well, I've been waiting the for the company. wardrobe reveal. <laughs> so um, our logo is a, a tie and a hammer. Um, and I, I drafted this logo. This was in 2020. Um, COVID, every, the whole world was just freaking out. And I had the brilliant idea that uh, I was going to quit my very comfortable full-time job and start a company, um, even though everyone advised against it. Yeah. And um, I came up with this logo because I... Like I said before, my very last job that I worked before starting my own company was for a construction company. And I just knew that there had to be a way to tie together um, the two aspects of a contractor that usually are separated. So you have the the older gentleman uh, that I referred to earlier who is, you know, probably getting close to retirement age. Right. He is damn good at what he does. Yeah. Okay. He is his qual his craftsmanship is, you know, top top tier. Um, but maybe he's not as professional. He kind of does things the old school way. He's not going to help with design. He's going to scribble his estimate on a piece of paper and he's going to hand it to you. Um, and he's he's just going to be pretty cut and dry. And then you have the the other type of contractor that will show up to your house in a suit and tie and he will sell you. He'll have the colorful brochures. He'll right. get you to sign a contract that day <laughs> and then he'll subcontract all the work out and he has, you have people working in your home that you've never seen before. Sure. Um, so there had to be a way to, to, to tie that together. And so that's exactly what this logo represents. We have, you know, the the tie to represent the professionalism that we bring to this industry right. and the hammer to represent the quality workmanship that we bring. So yeah, simple it's to worked the point. out. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I go to Home Depot and we, my guys wear these shirts and everybody's like, Oh, I need to get one of those. And I, I definitely need one. So I'm thinking I might, you know, brand something. Just do a, like a merge page. Hey, I was not? thinking. Yeah. But then at the same time, I don't know if I want like anybody wearing these shirts with our too. logo on uh, them doing well, work. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. And cause you, yeah, like, cause what's the fan base? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Sure, right. sure. You know, you got, you got a guy driving around, he gets, you know, he's driving drunk or something and he's all over the news. And of course he has the tie and the hammer yeah. shirt on. And then like, they associate that's not that. One of my, we just sold a lot of t-shirts. We love t-shirts. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> So, um, no, it's been really successful. I think every one thing that I kind of jumped into this year was media marketing, like cool. figuring out how to make, um, you know, videos that were going to appeal to people with, but while still leaving them with a small company feel that we have yeah. because we are small. So you see like a commercial for, you know, a remodeling company. Some people are going to be less likely to pursue that option because they know it's a big corporation. Right. Uh, but I still wanted to be able to present what we do in a fashion that's really easy. Yeah. And I'm sure you know, and what you do that um, micro videos have become the next big thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I joke all the time. Like, why did I go to school? 
Yeah, realistically, right? right? Seriously, because it's like that thing now where I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter at all. I'm just going to shoot this. I'm like, I, it, funny enough, that same friend I was mentioning in the earlier story, one of the, so his thing was a film related thing. He goes, well, this guy asked me to send a photo. What do, what do I need? And I was like, listen, dude, you can shoot a professional headshot and it'll look great. It'll Absolutely. show them that you care. But yeah. realistically, I see people submit stuff all the time and it's like the worst selfie you could take. Yeah, It'd right. be like me sending them like, yeah, hopefully this background's not yeah, too distracting. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, and with AI now, we have the ability, you have the ability to take a really horrible headshot and just put it into an app, an AI Tweak app. it out a little and bit. And they make a professional, you know, right. a, you get like a hundred different uh, scenic, you know, styles oh, of yeah. a professional headshot. My artist friends get very mad at me when I say this, but I'm like, ah, AI's been way more reliable than all yeah. of you I've hired. So listen, I'm not trying to be that guy, but. Uh. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, I think that there is a double-edged sword because it no. is kind of. It's, um, there's a huge, it's an ethical nightmare, clearly. You know what I mean? Is. But at the same time, you know, I had this discussion with a friend yesterday though, where I was just like, sorry, now that we're going to totally derail here, but they were no, like. No, you're fine. They were like, well, it's ripping artists off. And I was like, so are other artists. That's how humans work. It's true. Why? We're just mad that we're like, oh wait, right. there's a monthly fee for it. No, absolutely. <laughs> and I think that there, there are a lot of resources that have, have helped um, companies, especially during the last few years of, yeah. as we've watched the innovation when it comes to AI and chat GBT. Oh, and I mean, for oh sure. my gosh, I used to, my one of my strong suits used to be English and public speaking. Yeah. Um, I was in Business Professionals of America when I was a teenager and I went all the way to nationals in California for public speaking in particular. And now, Figuring out how to put things into words and present them in a professional or catchy manner that's going to draw people's attention right. can be done with ChatGPT. All you have to do is plug in, um, like from an advertising perspective, when you're trying to figure out how to post things on social media with a nice caption that's going to draw people in and it's not repetitive. Right. Chat GBT. Yeah. Chat GBT. And just have it. And if it's fun, it's, and it's like that, you can really manipulate the results in a very helpful way too. Yeah. Look, I, what I really like it for is I still love writing and I'll sometimes put, yeah. like if I have like... You know, if it's a it's, if it's a topic or a conversation I don't know much about, sure, I will do a lot. I spend I would say honestly, more of my job is doing research than almost anything sure, else, which sure. is sort of funny. Yeah. But uh, in, on top of that, though, if it's still a thing where I'm like, all right, I'll write a list of questions and I'll feed my questions to it and be like, what did I not think about? Sure. And then it'll be like, hey, what about these topics that yeah. relate to this? And it is. It's definitely resourceful. For sure. Um, absolutely. I keep getting these surveys from Google who are trying to compare Google search to a like chat GPT. Yeah, which they are completely. They're not the same. And it's the like same question. Like, well, why would you use chat GPT over Google search? I was like, Google search isn't doing my homework, dog. It's no, just showing and you me have the, you have the ad, uh, like the sponsored ads on Google that are also a little misleading. I uh, mean. They're, well, I think they just came out recently and discovered how misleading those are, where yeah. now it is really. And look, I get it. Everything's a business and everything's is, a scam sure, and a hustle sure, a little bit. Sure. But they are t starting now to really prioritize not even good search results over that stuff. And I yeah. hate, well, look, we joked it's about stinks, conspiracy yeah. theories before absolutely. we started this. This yeah. is my new one. Yeah, absolutely. They don't want me to know about that. Sure. No. <laughs> well, and I think about the people who aren't uh, really tech savvy and they go yeah. to Google, you know, for instance, I'll use my type of industry as, as an example. Yeah. They Google, you know, general contractors near me. And the first five results, the very first five are going to be companies that have paid to be on the top, right. you know, of Google searches. It doesn't matter if they've got terrible reviews. It doesn't matter if they don't have any reviews. If 
they yeah. pay that flat rate a month, they're going to show up first. And for people who aren't technologically, you know, in tune, yeah, they're, they're going to see it and they're going to go, oh, this is the one. It's the first one that popped up. They're going to call the first five and they're going to move on with their it's day. It's the old uh, Yellow Pages setup where you're just yeah. like, oh, it's AAA is the name of the company. So they got to be good. They're the first yeah, one, right? Sure, you know? sure. Right. But I think, uh, I think more people are really starting to rely on reviews that you see on the internet because these days, you know, back in the day, you used to... Um, give people a list of referrals. You know, you can call all of these past customers of yeah. mine, or here's my portfolio. You'd have a portfolio you'd give them of all the work that you've right. done. Um, but nowadays people don't do that. They don't want you to give out their phone number. They don't They don't want you to do that. So we rely heavily on reviews. Sure. Um, and they are, they're really important. And I've noticed that, uh, you know, when you are rated pretty highly on Google, even if you refer, don't pay for the sponsorships, which I do not. I yeah. refuse to do that. Um, you will still show up pretty high, um, you know, on the ranking yeah. for that. So just just keep working away at those reviews. I'm very review oriented. I every time we finish a job, I let my clients know before we even start. You know, if I can't get a five out of five star review out of you, I've wasted my time. So right. if there's anything along the way that you, that is going to, you know, and give you a reason to leave that five-star review or you need something else to, yeah. you know, push that. Please You're like, how can know. I earn this Please. from you? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Because th that's gold to a small business. And that's, it is. I think, honestly, I feel like more customers should be appreciative of that too, because yeah. it is like, that is it. Like I would want somebody to be like, no, Mark, listen, I literally, look, I had a bad customer service experience with a company that yeah. we actually sell some of their products in the store. Uh -huh. And I was like, you wanted to be a jerk to me over $6. Yeah, right. Like this should not, like you should have just been friendly from sure, the jump. Sure. And I'm always like, it's so weird when th those moments happen. Yeah. But you know, going back to your review point too, I kind of think that's sort of and and in my head, I'm like, maybe the bubble's about to burst on this. Sure. But we, that's why I think all the influencer marketing became so popular in the recent years. Absolutely. But I think Absolutely. we're starting to hit that point now where you're like, I went to Wendy's and I had chili and it was so incredible. And yeah, you're like, all sure. Right, all right, maybe you're getting paid for this. You're absolutely uh, right. Which, by the yeah. way, don't get me wrong. I'm like, I want to get paid for it too. But sure, like, <laughs> sure. So, I, it, but, it, but it's fascinating. I'm loving that you have such an eye for that end of just marketing yourself. You have yeah. to now. Well, and I think that, that it's, there's a big difference between working with a large corporation and supporting small business. And I, I will scream it all day, support small business, support small business. Right. But, and it's not just because, you know, we want to support these small businesses so that they can grow and they can, you know, we can, we can just support their dreams and, and whatnot and not feed into these large corporations. But the biggest benefit to clients is that a small business owner cares far more about what you think about them than a corporation does. Right. Most of the time when you call, you know, a big corporation and you're you have a complaint, you're going to get somebody who's making bottom dollar wages to answer right. your phone, listen to your problems and give you some uh, response that is written on a script and your problem is m less likely to be resolved. As a small business owner, if a customer brings something to my attention that they're unhappy with, it is debilitating. Right. Well, it's, and it's brought to your attention. It's brought to my attention. I mean, and that's like the biggest part of it. In you, there is nothing more, I think, that I want than to satisfy the people who give me an opportunity to earn their business. Absolutely. Um, I have, I, I can't tell you how many times I've walked up to somebody's house and I've knocked on their door and they've asked me, you know, where's your boss? Or do you got a partner or something that's with you? You know, because yeah, they didn't expect me to be the owner of the company. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of individuals that, 
gave me that chance to earn their business. Yeah. And that is, I mean, it's like a gateway to, you know, growing your company um, and get, being given that opportunity. So there's a lot of gratitude that has to be held there. You know, I think that a lot of larger corporations are just, they're entitled to the business. Yeah. They're multi-billion dollar corporations that they're going to have business regardless. Right. You know, if that person goes to Wendy's and, and they leave a review on the <laughs> Wendy's page that, oh, this chili yeah. was horrible. It was, right. it was the worst chili ever. <laughs> Wendy's doesn't care. Right. You know, they're just they're, like, great. We'll get a five star from some other yeah, yeah or we'll pay for you know a hundred people from other countries to leave five star reviews that's and that's it too. you know because a lot of people do that too nowadays damn that's a good uh, that's my kind of scam now yeah <laughs> right right there's got to be some money in that i'm sure i'm um, sure there is and now i'm sitting here i'm like how many reviews do i need now? yeah how many do you get how yeah. much do you get paid per review if i get paid five dollars per review i think it's probably and i leave a hundred on... reviews a day yeah you know right? hey that'd be good look i'm gonna just as soon as we're done i'm gonna open a new uh, account for myself on fiverr or one yeah, right. It, you're like a little freelance right. thing. Uh, you know, we got almost a half hour in and we didn't even mention your Fairfield Award. What was, oh, I was, yeah. was going to blow it. Uh, I was like person of the year. Well, what yeah. was the actual title? So um, I was voted last year, City of Fairfield's Woman Owned Business of the Year. That's and so cool. Congratulations. It was incredible. Thank yeah. you. And it did open up a lot of doors for me. Um, you know, I had no intention of winning that award. I didn't think that I was going to get it. Um, but I, I almost did not show up to the award ceremony. Really? because Yeah, because I just didn't, I didn't expect it. it there were, you don't give me the vibe that you are chasing that, if that no, makes sense. No, no, no. No, not necessarily. You know, I am, and this is the long game for me, long road game. So I'm looking to building an empire, you know, based on my core values and what I want to bring to this industry. So cool. um, I think that our work speaks for itself. But when I showed up to this uh, award ceremony five minutes late, um, I could tell as soon as I walked in Power that the move, ladies the there, we got right, <laughs> show fashionably late. Yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> Most gangster they, thing you can do is leave your own party exactly early. Exactly <laughs> right. So I could tell when I walked in, the the ladies who were like hosting, they must have already known who won the awards. Um, yeah. Like they knew before the ceremony. Sure. And they were like, oh, we're so glad you made it, you know? And I was like, oh, okay, you know? And yeah. I didn't even, I walked in and there were tables. Everybody, like family and friends of each nominee had like rented tables. They had all their supporters there. I showed up alone. Like I had a table. I went and sat at somebody else's table because I didn't bring anybody with me. Like this was how unprepared I was. I did not expect to win this. <laughs> um, and when they called my name, they, you know, put me on the spot. Hey, we need you to give a speech. And um, I, there were so many connections after that, That's that cool day. Though. So it, it, it was, it was awesome. I was really, really proud of it. And um, look at that. Another example of when showing up and taking the opportunity. Just be uncomfortable. Right. I, look, I do a lot of stuff alone just because sure. it's like a, a lot of spontaneity in my life. And you know, you never know when you, I'm very much Look, I think part of the reason I have the career and the life I've had sure. is because most people say no when I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll try whatever. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, I can go home an hour later. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. You never know and what it, you're and find. It, it definitely applies to this industry too. You know, yeah. we we have definitely set a standard for this industry with the fact that we don't like to say no to clients. You yeah. know, I want, you are hiring me to solve your problems. I'm a professional problem solver. Right. So when you come to me and you say, hey, I really have this vision, you know, I have people who who reach out to me and say, we've had five contractors come out and bid this job and none of them are, will get back to me. They won't return my calls or they won't even give us the bid. They'll come out, waste their gas and their time and then not follow up with us, That's which is, so weird. it's absurd, but it happens so much more than you would think. I mean, I'm yeah. told that all the time, just following through 
just show up, just follow through um, and put yourself in that position. And <laughs> nine times out of 10, it'll work out in your favor. I, you know, I had this conversation with someone recently where I was like, I don't even know if I'm talented. I just keep saying yeah, yes. Exactly. And I'm right. like, I'm just cranked up at 120% drive all the time. I was yeah, like, that 100%. counts for a lot, you know? Well, you become a resourceful person as well. Yeah. Um, you learn a lot in those moments. I think that's one of those other things too that like maybe we didn't capture entirely. But like in addition to obviously, like you said, starting out not great and then growing through the consistency. Yeah. But there's like all these other little tips you do pick up along the way. Sure, sure. You know? Well, and you have to be, um, you can't allow people who are good at it to intimidate you. Yeah. And that's a big thing. When when you get started in something, um, like I had explained to you that my husband and I uh, ride one wheels Oh, yeah. I was, I was, that, I feel like <laughs> we'll that's got to be our, another podcast. No, I feel like about that should that, just be a closing story absolutely. either way. But no, 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 please. Um, so we <laughs> ride and race one wheels professionally. So and cool. when we got into this sport, um, you know, I... I, I'm not as nearly as talented as some of the other people who race. But um, when I went to my first race, I was surrounded by some of the biggest names in the one wheel racing league. So, and I'll plug them, Rachel Cecil, Allison Stanley, Mandy McFly, um, all of these amazing, talented women. Um, Mandy I, McFly, is that her real name too? Her name is uh, Amanda Thompson, but okay, she but goes by Mandy McFly. No, I, I was, I was like, Partly hoping it's a pseudonym, but no. also if not, that and is she the is, coolest she name is ever. So McFly, yeah, like she's one of the coolest girls out That's there. Um, but <laughs> so these ladies are like they have huge Instagram followings, and they're they race, and they're just so badass. And I jumped into this, and the first thought that I had in my head is oh my gosh, these people are so good and I'm a beginner still. And so you really, you deal with those like self-depreciating thoughts and everybody has them. Right, we course. all struggle with those, yeah. but that it all circles back around once again to uncomfortability. So the first thing that you do in a situation like this, and this can apply to anything, not just one wheel racing, but anything that you want to do, find the people who are good at it, mm -hmm. have that sense of humility, go to them and say, hey, how do I get good at this? Yeah. And allow their strengths and their talents to be reflected on you so you can pick them up more easily. And usually if you go up to somebody who's really good at something and you say, hey, you're really good at this. I'm inspired by it. Can you teach me? They're going to feel so honored. Right. You know, that was an immediate ego boost. They're yeah. going to feel honored. They're going to want to help you. Yeah. And now you just got free education. Exactly. I think a lot so of people works. get so caught up and I, I'm sure that's the problem for 90% of it though. For so many people is that they just get caught up in the, well, it's our ego and, and yeah. we live in a, in an era now where comparison between everybody and society is just at an all time high. Yeah, I mean, you crazy. open your phone and as you know, whether you're a man or a woman or a young person or an older person, you are presented with hundreds of thousands of people who have a bigger house than you, who have a better, you know, they're more attractive than you. They are harder at working well, let's not than you go are. crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, whatever it may be, you are constantly comparing yourself to other people. Absolutely. And it's yeah. it's not even intentional. It's subconscious almost. Right. So, you're just like scrolling and you're like, oh, oh, they're having a good day. Yeah. Well, why, why is mine? Why, I'm just sitting like in that. my bed scrolling on my phone and right. they're out, you know, like uh, changing the world and stuff. So right. it's, it's intimidating and you really, it's hard to get out of that thought process. Process, yeah. But that would be, I would say that's going to be essential to anybody's success is to stop comparing yourself to other people. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that um, competition happens at the bottom. Yeah. Okay. So collaboration happens at the top. It's really true. And so the contractors that are in, in this city that are doing really well, those are people I want in my network. Yeah. You know, I want to collab with them. I want to figure out how we can be better and how we can chase those dreams. It's going to create, it's that, look, it's the, it's the growth mindset. And it's yeah. funny to hear how in, 
I, I, this comes up on the show all the time. Sure. Because it comes up, it is a real problem in creative spaces. Oh, um, yeah. And I mean, I know it is, exists everywhere. Sure. But creatives in particular, I think because there's such, especially in the Midwest, there's yeah. like so little action here to oh, do yeah. some of those things. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, way more now than there has been ever. Sure. But it's like, you know, compared to a city. Comparatively, yeah. Look, if you're a comedian, you're like, oh, do I want to be in Cincinnati or do I want to be in New York City? Probably Absolutely, York, right? yeah. Uh, but you see that all the time. And one of the things that's so, so frustrating is, is that there's so little collaborative spirit there. So it, it is so refreshing to me anytime I meet someone. I, I don't know. It makes me, in a weird way, you know, I mean, for me, it's like, oh, I'm doing the right thing, kind of. Uh, sure. And sure. empowering. And I'm hoping that, well, look, I didn't think this would be the theme of the Jungle Gyms podcast sure, ever, sure. but it happens this all is the an time. an inspirational podcast. But it, it kind of, <laughs> look, it kind of, it has sort of, become that way but i i like that i think people yeah. need that stuff and you know sure. in, in between like the weird and silly stuff i try to produce i think it's really important because i'm sort of hoping that we change people's minds on a grander scale absolutely as dumb absolutely. as that might sound as maybe trite even but i'm like you know we could all just have fun together instead of hating each other no right? yeah that's and, on and the list <laughs> for sure for sure and it's um people underestimate the ability to spread light and how minuscule that light has to be to make a difference in someone's life absolutely and i will i will touch on one last subject too with you um so that applies to a non-profit organization that I have called Warmth for Sensi. Um, and that's actually how, I think I shared a little bit of this with our friend Billy. Um, and oh yeah, we, I, and again, we got to almost do this. Billy Sutherland, thank yes, you. He, that's, he, he's, you. He's a little bit of the reason why I'm here. Absolutely. So. No, he's, he's a character and I've heard so many amazing things about him. Um, I had a client who I did a uh, master bathroom model for. Yeah. And they, of course, spoke so highly of me to Billy. And I went to the um, New Path um, gala that they have every year. So New Path is, used to be St. Joe's Orphanage. Okay. And they are now New Path. And so I went to the gala. I was invited there. And that's how I met Billy. Oh, cool. I met a lot of people there. Um, and my heart kind of is tied to St. Joe's because they had some involvement in my life that orphanage did and, and yeah. my brother's life. And, um, so I talked to him a little bit about how I have this nonprofit called warmth for Sensi, and we are actually coming up on December 16th on our annual day of giving. So I started this five years ago. This is before I even started my company. Mm -hmm. Um, I had been presented with a story on the news that I saw about a gentleman who actually, um, passed away, uh, because of the extreme temperatures downtown. He was, he was homeless. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, so that really touched my heart. And I thought there has to be something that I can do to help our community um, during this time. And so I just started collecting coats and hats and gloves from people. Yeah. And now that has turned into, you know, my my small apartment that I had where I had filled a, a room, you know, with a couple of bins of uh, coats and hats. Now I have a house in Fairfield and my entire garage, you know, almost floor to ceiling is filled with coats, hats, gloves, hygiene products, hand warmers, shoes, um, non-perishable food items. And so every year we go downtown and we actually distribute these items directly to Cincinnati's homeless community. We don't take them to an organization. We get involved in the streets and we give these directly to the people that need them. Um, and so we're coming up on that on December 16th at uh, Pyatt Park, I think is how it's said, in okay. uh, Clifton. Um, we will be doing a, a an outreach event and it's only one day a year. So if you like the, you know, interacting with people who are in need and getting that, you know, that service in. Um, it's a great opportunity. You can look us up on faith, Facebook. Uh, Warmth for Sensi is, is how it's spelled on, um, on Facebook. You can, 
volunteer your time. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to register. Just show up. And we're going to be serving a hot meal to, you know, approximately 200 members of Cincinnati's homeless community. And we're going to set up a what is essentially a free shopping experience for them. So they're able to get a coat and shoes and gloves and hats and, you know, new underwear and socks and the things that they need um, to get them through those harsh winter months. So I I shared a little bit of of that with Billy um, and I thought that that was awesome. And I think that that's one of the reasons also he connected me with you. He was so Um, excited on the phone. Yeah. He was like so excited to the point of, I don't think I, well, we were joking. I was like, I didn't really get a ton of details. He's like, Mark, she's incredible. I, like, <laughs> I love that. And I'm, I'm like, so, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny is we were at the gala. We were yeah. there and he goes, I'm going to call him right now. He's, and I'm pretty sure it was you. I don't know if you remember getting a voicemail. Yeah. And I it was me. It later because I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. He put you, me on the phone like randomly. Like I had no time to prepare for this. And he goes, hey, I'm just going to call him right now and schedule you to be on the podcast. So he calls and I'm like, we're sitting here at a table, you know, we're all dressed up and there, yeah. there's a, we're about to have like awards <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, what is going on? And he goes here, just, uh, hey, I got somebody I want you to put on the podcast. Her name's Hannah. Here she is. And he's like, it's a voicemail. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, okay, hey, I'm Hannah. I'd like to be on the podcast. <laughs> kind of just put me on the like spot. I always crack it always cracks me up too. I always feel really bad about this. But I swear it's like Billy has my schedule because he only calls me when I'm recording. Of and course. I think it's the funniest thing. I'll be sure. like in the middle of something. That's how it works out. And, and yeah, it, it, well, it's the same thing with my office phone. Yeah. No one's ever called it until I hit You're record. You're in the, yeah, sure. And then, I'm like, and then they're like, oh yeah, why don't we just call for the next hour repeatedly? Up. Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> it's got, it cracks me up every time. Oh, what a good. That's chance. But you know what though? He was right, by the way. You are incredible. Thank you so much, Mark. Hey, I really appreciate it. Congratulations that. on everything you're doing. Thanks Thank for you. sharing some inspiration. Absolutely. I wish you the best, of course. And then yeah, Thank let's you. do more fun stuff together. Yeah, no, I definitely, I'd love to come back on. We can talk about one wheels and electric unicycles. I feel and like we fun. should do a whole, I mean, I know we teased it. I would love that. And I would honestly encourage you to bring it with I was going to say, we could bring it. a one, because we have like 20 of them. See, we I, have a I lot. I just want to see them in person. Yeah, I'll I'm show you. I'm very curious. Yeah. And the, the E, what do you call the, the electric the unicycles? electric unicycles or EUCs. EUCs. Yep. Yep. I, they're that, incredible. I'm so, oh my gosh, there's someone in my life. She will be very happy to hear Yeah, I mean, you, we can, we can <laughs> ride them. You can get some content of us, you know, riding through the parking lot or any of that. I mean, <laughs> if I can clear it, maybe we'll go through the store. <laughs> I'm down. Absolutely. We'll come here like after hours and we'll do that. That sounds so. good. Oh All gosh. right. Well, thanks, well, thanks so for having me, Mark. I oh really gosh, appreciate it. Oh my gosh, it was my it. pleasure. Yeah, really nice to meet Anna. Hannah, this is great. I'm setting up a ramp outside in the parking lot right now for you and your husband to do tricks off of. I'm very serious about this. I will gladly get that set up. I think it's something we should definitely do here. Maybe we can trick uh, Jungle into getting on one with us too. I think that could be kind of funny. Uh, who knows? Well, hey everyone, I guess this is technically my holiday episode. So uh, since we've got a pretty major one coming up here, Happy holidays to all of you. If you're celebrating Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you're celebrating something else, let me know what you'd like me to say uh, and the well-wishing end. Um, it's been a great year. Thanks to everybody that's uh, supported the show. Thanks to all of you watching online with us right now. Thanks for all the love. Thanks for following our new TikTok account at Jungle Gyms Official. I hope you've been enjoying the 12 days of Jungle Gyms that we've been working on. Uh, let's give a shout out to Lucky while we're here too. I'm clapping for him. He's been killing it lately. I mean, it's a really busy time of year, but he still made a lot of time to help me produce all this great content. And I know you're all enjoying it. 
I'm thankful. I think you should be too. Oh, hey, and before I go, first off, leave me a little comment on the video if you're watching on YouTube along, which I'd really, really love it if you were. Um, tell me something that you're planning to do over the holiday season. You can talk about your New Year's Eve plans. I'd love to know. Maybe I'd even like an invite at this point. Uh, and also, if you haven't completed your shopping yet, now is the time. And conveniently, Lucky and I just produced a great holiday buying guide. Good for any store, but guess what? You can get all of the things that we suggest right here at Jungle Gym's International Market. Very cool. All right, on that, I'll see you out there in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.